Hello and welcome to episode 296 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Friday, September the 9th, 2022, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, continuing to check out the glories of Mary by the great saint and doctor of the church, Alphonsus Liguri. And this month of September is dedicated to commemorating the seven dollars endured by the Blessed Virgin. And this comes from the section of the text entitled Reflections on each of the seven dollars of Mary in particular. On the first dollar of St. Simeon's prophecy, in this valley of tears, every man is born to weep and all must suffer by enduring the evils which are of daily occurrence. But how much greater would the misery of life be? Did we also know the future evils which await us? Unfortunate indeed would his lot be, says Seneca, who knowing the future would have to suffer all by anticipation. Our Lord shows us this mercy. He conceals the trials which await us, that whatever they may be, we may endure them but once. He did not show Mary this compassion, for she, whom God willed to be the queen of sorrows, and in all things like his son, had to see always before her eyes and continually to suffer all the torments that awaited her. And these were the sufferings of the passion and death of her beloved Jesus. For in the temple, St. Simeon, having received the divine child in his arms, foretold to her that the son would be a mark for all the persecutions and oppositions of men. Behold, this child is set for a sign which shall be contradicted, and therefore that a sword of sorrow should pierce her soul, and thy own soul a sword shall pierce. The Blessed Virgin herself told St. Matilda that on this announcement of St. Simeon, all her joy was changed into sorrow. For as it was revealed to St. Teresa through the Blessed Mother, excuse me, though the Blessed Mother already knew that the life of her son would be sacrificed for the salvation of the world, yet she then learnt more distinctly and in greater detail the sufferings and cruel death that awaited her poor son. She knew that he would be contradicted, and this in everything, contradicted in his doctrines, for instead of being believed, he would be esteemed a blasphemer for teaching that he was the son of God. This he was declared to be by the impious Caiaphas, saying, He hath blasphemed, he is guilty of death. Contradicted in his reputation, for he was of noble, even of royal descent, and was despised as a peasant, Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? He was wisdom itself and was treated as ignorant. How doth this man know letters, having never learned? As a false prophet, and they blindfolded him and smote his face, saying, Prophesy, who is it that struck thee? He was treated as a madman. He is mad, why hear you him? As a drunkard a glutton, and a friend of sinners. Behold, a man that is a glutton and a drinker of wine, a friend of publicans and sinners. As a sorcerer, by the prince of devils, he casteth out devils. As a heretic and possessed by the evil spirit, do we not say well of thee that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? In a word, Jesus was was considered so notoriously wicked that as the Jews said to Pilate, no trial was necessary to condemn him. If he were not a malefactor, he would not have delivered him up to thee. He was contradicted in his very soul. For even his eternal father, to give place to divine justice, contradicted him. 
by refusing to hear his prayer when he said, Father, if it be possible, let this chalice pass from me, and abandoned him to fear, weariness, and sadness, so that our afflicted Lord exclaimed, My soul is sorrowful unto death. And his interior sufferings even caused him to sweat blood, contradicted and persecuted in fine, in his body and in his life. For he was tortured in all his sacred members, in his hands, his feet, his face, his head, and in his whole body. So that drained of his blood and an object of scorn, he died of torments on an ignominious cross. When David, in the midst of all his pleasures and regal grandeur, heard from the prophet Nathan that his son should die, the child that is born to thee shall surely die. He could find no peace, but wept, fasted, and slept on the ground. Mary, with the greatest calmness, received the announcement that her son should die, and always peacefully submitted to it. But what grief must she continually have suffered, seeing this amiable son always near her, hearing from him words of eternal life, and witnessing his holy demeanor? Abraham suffered much during the three days he passed with his beloved Isaac, after knowing that he was to lose him. O God! Not for three days, but for three and thirty years had Mary to endure a like sorrow. But do I say a like sorrow? It was as much greater as the son of Mary was more lovely than the son of Abraham. The Blessed Virgin herself revealed the same Bridget that while on earth, there was not an hour in which this grief did not pierce her soul. As often, she continued, as I looked at my son, as often as I wrapped him in his swaddling clothes, as often as I saw his hands and feet so often was my soul absorbed, so to say, in fresh grief, for I thought how he would be crucified. The abbot Rupert contemplates Mary suckling her son and thus addressing him, a bundle of myrrh is my beloved to me, he shall abide between my breasts. Ah, son, I clasp thee in my arms, because thou art so dear to me. But the dearer thou art to me, the more dost thou become a bundle of myrrh and sorrow to me when I think of thy sufferings. Mary, says St. Bernardine of Siena, reflected that the strength of the saints was to be reduced to agony, the beauty of paradise to be disfigured, the Lord of the world to be bound as a criminal, the creator of all things to be made livid with blows, the judge of all to be condemned, the glory of heaven despised, the king of kings to be crowned with thorns and treated as a mock king. Father Engelgrave says that it was revealed to the same St. Bridget that the afflicted mother already knowing what her son was to suffer, when suckling him, thought of the gall and vinegar, when swathing him of the cords with which he was to be bound, when bearing him in her arms of the cross to which he was to be nailed, when sleeping of his death, as often as she put him on his garment, she reflected that it would one day be torn from him, that he might be crucified. And when she beheld his sacred hands and feet, she thought of the nails which would one day pierce them, and then, as Mary said to St. Bridget, my eyes filled with tears and my heart was tortured with grief. The evangelist says that as Jesus Christ advanced in years, so also did he advance in wisdom and in grace with God and men. This is to be understood as St. Thomas explains it, that he advanced in wisdom and grace in the estimation of men and before God, inasmuch as all his works would continually have availed to increase his merit, had not grace been conferred upon him from the beginning, in its complete fullness and virtue of the hypostatic union. But since Jesus advanced in the love and esteem of others, how much more must he have advanced in that of Mary? But, O oh God, 
As love increased in her, so much the more did her grief increase at the thought of having to lose him by so cruel a death. And the nearer the time of the passion of her son approached, so much the deeper did that sort of sorrow foretold by St. Simeon pierce the heart of his mother. This was precisely revealed by the angel to St. Bridget saying, the sword of sorrow was every hour approaching nearer to the Blessed Virgin as the time of the passion of her son drew near. Since then, Jesus, our King, and his most holy mother did not refuse for love of us to suffer such cruel pains through their lives, throughout their lives. It is reasonable that we, at least, should not complain if we have to suffer something. Jesus crucified once appeared to Sister Magdalene Orsini, a Dominicanist, who had been long-suffering under a great trial, and encouraged her to remain by means of that affliction with him on the cross. Sister Magdalene complainingly answered, O Lord, thou wast tortured on the cross only for three hours, and I have endured my pain for many years. The Redeemer then replied, Ah, ignorant soul, what, what dost thou say? From the first moment of my conception, I suffered in heart, all that I afterwards endured dying on the cross. If then we also suffer and complain, let us imagine Jesus and his mother Mary addressing the same words to ourselves. Example. Father Roviglione of the Society of Jesus relates that a young man had the devotion of every day visiting a statue of Our Lady of Sorrows in which she was represented with seven swords piercing her heart. The unfortunate youth one night committed a mortal sin. The next morning, going as usual to visit the image, he perceived that there were no longer only seven, but eight swords in the heart of Mary. Wondering at this, he heard a voice telling him that his crime had added the eighth. This moved his heart, and penetrated with sorrow, he immediately went to confession, and by the intercession of his advocate, recovered divine grace. Prayer. Ah, my blessed mother, it is not one sword only with which I have pierced thy heart, but I have done so with as many as are the sins which I have committed. Ah, lady, it is not to thee who art innocent that sufferings are due, but to me who am guilty of so many crimes. But since thou hast been pleased to suffer so much for me, ah, by thy merits, obtain me great sorrow for my sins and patience under the trials of this life which will always be light in comparison with my demerits, for I have often deserved hell. Amen. So when's the reading for today? I believe it was Chesterton who said, children are innocent and prefer justice. Adults are guilty and prefer mercy. Our Lady is the mother of mercy. We ought to have childlike innocence. We ought to be, as sacred scripture says, wise as serpents, but innocent as doves. But we are not. I know I certainly am not. Let us no longer, let us redouble our efforts. Let us promise our Lady and our Lord from this day forward that we will do our absolute best, aided by the grace of Almighty God, to never offend them, even in the slightest thing. When we think of how long and how much they suffered for us. We need to do our best. We need to do our best, aided by the Lord, to love them, to console the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Mother, to no longer wound them with our sins. Our Lord and Our Lady are already too much offended God will give us the grace 
Let us go to confession frequently. Let us ask the Lord for the grace to love him and to love his mother and all things with all of our thoughts, words, and actions. Everything is important to the Lord. There are no coincidences in this life. Everything happens for a reason. God has a grand design for everyone. He has a general will that we all be saved, but a particular will for each one of our lives. Let us ask Our Lady to pray for us that we might have the grace to see what specifically the Lord wants us to do each and every day. Oremos. Prayer for the hastening of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. O Immaculate Heart of Mary, Holy Mother of God and our tender mother, look upon the distress in which the whole of mankind is living due to the spread of materialism, godlessness, and the persecution of the Catholic faith. In our own day, the mystical body of Christ is bleeding from so many wounds caused within the church by the unpunished spread of heresies, the justification of sins against the sixth commandment, the seeking of the kingdom of earth rather than that of heaven the horrendous sacrileges against the most holy Eucharist, especially through the practice of communion in the hand and the Protestant shaping of the celebration of the Holy Mass. Amidst these trials appeared the light of the consecration of Russia to thine immaculate heart by the Pope in union with the world's bishops. In Fatima, thou didst request the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays of the month. Implore thy divine son to grant a special grace to the Pope that he might approve the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. May Almighty God hasten the time when Russia will convert to Catholic unity Mankind will be given a time of peace, and the church will be granted an authentic renewal in the purity of the Catholic faith, the sacredness of divine worship, and the holiness of Christian life. O Mediatrix of all graces, O Queen of the Most Holy Rosary and our sweet Mother, turn thine eyes of mercy towards us, and graciously hear this our trusting prayer. Amen. Prayer of St. Louis de Montfort. Hail Joseph the Just, wisdom is with you. Blessed are you among all men, and blessed is Jesus, the fruit of Mary, your faithful spouse. Holy Joseph, worthy foster father of Jesus Christ, pray for us sinners and obtain divine wisdom for us from God, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. A prayer of praise and thanksgiving. All loving God, I praise, glorify, and bless you for all the graces and privileges you have bestowed upon your messenger and servant, St. Raphael. By the merits of your angels, grant me your grace and through the intercession of your Archangel Raphael, help me in all my needs. At the hour of my death, be with me until that time when I can join the angels and saints in heaven to praise you forever and ever. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. And now the three Hail Marys in honor of Our Lady's Immaculate Purity. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis, Sancti Joseph, terra daemonem, ora pro nobis, 
Sancta Raphael Archangeli, Ora Pronobis, in nomina Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 296 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, In Your Charity. Please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most especially, pray for the eternal salvation of the world's bishops. Goodbye, and God love you.